Hey y'all, it's Kavo. Hey, it's JB. And welcome, welcome, welcome back to Becoming She. A weekly podcast that sets the tone for women who are striving to be their most authentic selves by sharing the tools we use to navigate this journey called life. Hey girl. Hey. <laughs> we big, big, biggity back. <laughs> I'm stupid. <laughs> but, um, hey everybody. So how are you? Mm, overwhelmed. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And stressed, but also excited. I just have a lot going on. Oh, my goodness. I have so much going on. So many moving parts in my life right now. It's but all going to work out, though. It is. Absolutely. I just feel like I can't wait for mm-hmm. the moment when... <laughs> I'm in Houston. Like we get on the road and we just like, all right, see y'all, because then nobody can add anything else to my to do list. Like my that is my day be belongs to me. That will definitely be a really good feeling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I can do what I want to do. <laughs> I know it sounds so elementary, but no, like, but that's like really big <sighs> because if you're always doing things for others and never doing things for yourself, that be- mm-hmm. that can become stressful, overwhelming. Like it's a lot of different emotions that can come from that. Right. I mean, so. there's a lot of stuff that I'm doing or some stuff that I'm doing like that I volunteered for, which obviously is never a problem. But um, some stuff, you know, family, you know, they like to add things. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, go ahead and do this. You get off earlier than me. You're like, mm-hmm. can you run by? No, motherfucker, no I, I cannot. cannot. I will not. Leave me be. (laughs) (laughs) So. Okay. Yeah, I'm just excited for that moment. I think it's, you know, just like a normal buildup that happens before, like, some big change happens or whatever, you know. It's like a good anxious, though. It is a good anxious. It's just... You know, I think you're just I'm ready. so ready. I think that's what it is. I'm yeah. so ready. Living in ready. living with my parents after living by myself for six years was just like the ghetto. <laughs> I'm child the ghetto. And um you see in those tweets it's like I'd rather swallow a jean jacket. I swear I'd rather swallow a jean jacket before I move back with my parents. I need my own space. I like to be by myself. It's like, you know, one of my patients made a good point this morning. It's not even like, you know, you angry with your family when stuff like this. Just like, I love you, but I don't want to wake up and see you in the kitchen. Exactly. You know? I just want to be able to call you or FaceTime you. Be like, how y'all day going? What y'all been doing? You know? And then hang up and have my own time. Right. And, and I, I don't to... think nothing's, I don't think anything is wrong with okay. that. Okay. I'm glad you said that. No. <laughs> I, I love my family dearly, but mm-hmm. I don't want to see you 24-7. I'm Mm-mm. sorry. I just, you have your life. Mm-mm. I have my life. And my life doesn't involve talking to people after five every day. Girl. Like, let's be honest. I like. You can't. And I was just about I don't to say. Talk to people at all after yes. five o'clock. When you get off of work, it's just the stress of like I want to have getting the off of work and then going home to silence. It's it's amazing. It's, it's a, a beautiful, beautiful thing. thing when no one else is home. I'm like, <sighs> I can actually breathe for mm-hmm. a minute. But then at some point, somebody's gonna come home and have lots of questions and want to talk about yeah. things. You know, I can't tell you. I mean, like if I talk to people after five or before eight, mm-hmm. it's by choice because mm-hmm. I don't have to answer. You know, I like I, I love that because nobody's y'all. popping up at my my place like that. It's right, just like I just love. I think what you're saying it's you're right it's a beautiful thing to have that right. reason, that time where you can just relax mm-hmm. not speak to people and it's not a negative thing it's not mm-hmm. to be meant to take take it negative negatively right it's just more so you know you like to have your, your space i just like to have my space as i said that's all it is i've said it before Ain't nothing wrong i with like that. to be by myself i'm an introverted person so i like to you know when 
the day is over with because i deal with people you know mm-hmm. on the daily i deal like my hands i touch people all day like mm-hmm. you know i lay my hands on people i absorb other people's energy so like when the day is over with and i think i'm sort of an empath but i don't think i'm as as like extreme as some people mm-hmm. but when the day is over with i just like to be like it just you know chill in silence read a book look at tv just do something without somebody else like and hey, there's nothing wrong with that can you go to the store and get this but yeah there's nothing wrong with that normal things but i'm just really excited to have my own you know good space and time i'm excited for you mm-hmm, girl how about you what's up what's up because i've been talking a long time <laughs> per you ain't nothing new ain't nothing new um i'm actually doing pretty good i don't really have my week's been just been pretty good there's been nothing mm-hmm. exciting nothing bad it's just been more of a you know when you just have those weeks where it's just like you know this is neither here nor there it's just mm-hmm. a good week um that's how i feel right now and i'm very thankful for that because mm-hmm. i don't i kind of am at a very like mid-tone level right now where it's kind of mm-hmm. just like i don't want anything too you know drastic or too like mm-hmm. you know on the low or high scale i kind of just really like this whole chill environment that i feel right. you know so um getting ready for it we uh my church has a conference this weekend we've been getting ready for that mm-hmm. um so that should be fun and then going to houston next week so i'm pretty excited to be to off if you're for excited three for days i'm not gonna lie yeah. i wish it was a week but you know he neither here nor there you know um, we do what we can exactly but i'm excited to just kind of check out the scenes of houston i've never been out there mm-hmm. my sister's out there so i'll get to see her we'll definitely gotta meet up with her yeah I've, she's already i think she's taking off a day as well so <laughs> yeah i'm so excited to like have her around and just mm-hmm. be with her for a little bit so um it's gonna i'm you know like i said i've been pretty good though i'm really excited for houston too because beyond me being excited i feel like our folks in houston are excited yes (laughs) i mean i think everybody's excited because i've had like i said i have friends who like another friend who's like oh okay somebody's coming this week i'm coming this week and i'm like oh wow y'all niggas are real y'all done bought y'all tickets before i even fucking got down there y'all ready and you know my friend who's down there my og mm-hmm. she um is so excited she's like girl we going to homecoming we doing this we doing that we finna be going out i'm like okay sis let's do it what's up where Those we gonna the be friends you guys need to have in your life yes and then you know doc is excited too because yes. he's like as soon as y'all get down here i'm excited you know, for the steak <laughs> girl because what's the steak place he says i can't remember but i don't, I don't know care. but we're I gonna make sure steak. it's a feature of the week because okay he said me and my wife taking y'all to dinner and we're well, going to steak you. something something we said thank all you. right doc. say less i'm excited That's for fine. that we're I excited so yeah. um well i love that we are both having fairly i mean i know that you said you're feeling anxious but you're ready mm-hmm. i think it's more prepared and ready that you're feeling than anything else um mm-hmm. but let's go ahead and get into this motivation monday all right bless our week please so this is a quote that i found online i think it ties in really well with what we are uh planning to talk about this week okay okay in most black people there is a south side a sense of home that never leaves and yet to compete in the world we have to go forth so we learn to code switch and become bilingual we save our timberlands for the weekend and our jokes for the cats in the mail room (laughs) Some of us give ourselves up completely and become the mask, while others overcompensate and turn every dust-up into the Montgomery bus boycott. But increasingly, as we move into the mainstream, black folks are taking a third road, becoming ourselves. That's a quote by, hopefully I say this right, Ta-Nehisi Coates. 
Okay. And it's in a book and or article called We Were Eight Years in Power, colon, an American Tragedy. I believe that's a book. I've heard of this before. Okay. I'm pretty sure I've heard of I this I love that before. quote, though. This I is a really a nice quote. statement, especially in the times that we are in today. I think that we are definitely owning more of ourselves and Absolutely. being as authentic as we possibly can. I think it's just so exhausting to have to be another type of person. Yes. To be like to make yourself something else to make other people comfortable while yeah, they're, to be they're themselves all day though, mm-hmm. all day long. Yep, Patricia is gonna be Patricia one hundred percent, but we can't be a hundred percent jazz or a hundred percent Cavo. Yep, you know not in certain spaces. So unfortunately, that is something that we've had to deal with. But I also appreciate that our generation is no longer accepting that. Exactly. You know we wear our box braids in the corporate office and you better get used to it because this is what I look like. We rock out our twist outs. You feel me? My Mm -hmm. baby hair shall be laid and you will get used to it. Slayed to the gods. Slayed. Okay. You know what I mean? My nails will be decorative. My nails will be decorative and long and pointy and I don't need you talking about it every day. Exactly. You know, that is a thing that that is a word. That really Because you know, I love my pointy nails. Okay. Well, and I think that for a lot of people, they feel like they can't do... And I, I, I myself have, you know, fallen into the trap of that where I feel like I can't do certain things because people always of say that, yeah. thinking, okay, how is this person going to portray, like, you know, look at me mm-hmm. or perceive me, when in reality, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, like, if they don't perceive you in the light that you want to be seen in, that's not... That's between them and God. And that's real. That's real. And that I think that's what has got me because that is a... When I started wearing nails, mm-hmm. or not necessarily wearing nails, but when I started growing my nails out to for them to be long and getting them decoratively done and mm-hmm. all kinds of things like that, that was a thing. My mom was like, you know, what are they going to think in class? Or, you know, when yeah. you go to the office, you know, maybe you should try getting a neutral or, you know, this yeah. is that. And I'm like, I don't care. You know, but it was a journey because even but you shouldn't be scrutinized for having mm-hmm. for having decorative nails. So what's the pro- like? It's it's your only honestly. It's the only thing that we have that we like control in a sense, right? You know, like even with your hair, like we're now taking back that that you know mm-hmm. narrative or whatever. But I mean, for the longest, we've been wearing long nails for a very long time. It's not a new thing. No. But I What's think that it's been everything that's been fashion has been called ghetto, you know, of you know. course. But then now it's fashion because you change the name of it or you, you know, try to create or make some type of money off of or it. Or certain now. people are doing it or something like that. Right. So you change the name and call it a new thing. But it's not. Uh-huh. We did it. We started it, you know. But yeah, I agree. That's something that we're used to. But I think also um, like that's something that I've experienced. I know I went to. <clears throat> an office to visit a doc and the receptionist in the office made a point to comment on my nails multiple times like for what yeah for what but the lead doc never said anything about them it never bothered her even when it got time for me to adjust her she never said oh are you gonna poke me with those or whatever it was just oh okay she has nails because I'm not going to because I don't get my nails styled to like interfere with what I need to do with work you know what I mean that would be senseless but she said something about my nails and then I had box braids at the same time you know another woman said something about the box braids and I was just like "Mm, you know okay this is cute but I don't think this is where I need to be because I feel uncomfortable you know I feel Mm -hmm. like not that I would take my box braids out but I feel like maybe they would comment so much that I would feel that I would have to think have those thoughts of yeah what would 
what well, would Sally you say, you know, if I if I decided to do faux locks or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. Or if I decide to, you know, do a twist out and just let it set for the day and style it, you know. Are they going to look at me like Are I'm they going to look at me like I'm crazy? Do I, I mean, I told crazy? you about when I first started my this job now, how I was like freaking out because I had faux locks in. Like, yeah. Why am I that's freaking why I said out? that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like, you just, I, I don't, I think that like we have been so trained in mm-hmm. a sense to think that the only way to do this is to do it their way when in yeah. reality there's multiple ways to do it and their way is not the best way, right you know right but i love all that yeah that was we can go <laughs> on for days we for really day. can before we get into that let's get into this tea so what's the tea sis bitch i'm bored what's the tea ho bitch when i tell you i got large unsweet tea with a shot of raspberry bitch with light ice never dog yeah bitch i hope you got two gallons so you can waste one i spill it Okay, so my tea is very light this week because we have a guest and we'll introduce her a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But um, the one thing that caught my eye, and I know this sounds very stupid on a large scale of things of what's going on in the world, but, you know, it's something to laugh about. A Texas man forged his wife's signature and divorced her without her knowing <laughs> and got caught. <laughs> <laughs> this woman had no idea. I guess he said he was going to be back. He left and then never came back. And she was like, okay, what the hell's going on? <laughs> you know, probably put out a Mr. Report person on this man. And come to find out, he divorced her and forced her signature. No, he did not. What I am offended do? for her. I sis. am too. It's like, bro, you didn't have the What decency. happened? Like, you that nigga had to me. escape the relationship. Escape. Literally escape. It must have been really bad. Oh, my goodness. It must have been really, really bad. But I just thought that was hilarious. And I was like, I'm about to bring this shit up. <laughs> girl that is too funny i cannot i cannot but that's all the tea that i have like i said this episode is really geared towards our scoop but do you have anything um that you want to mention i have um two things actually okay the first thing is shout out to well actually nah i'm gonna end on a good note this nigga don't deserve to be last all right let's talk about (sighs) that uh person that I'll be unnamed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Voldemort. <laughs> Who's up in the White House? Orange Voldemort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we'll call him. Orange Voldemort. So, Orange Voldemort is... Apparently, they're working on his impeachment. I saw that. Yeah, and... Okay. But I'm just wondering, like... <laughs> so, what y'all gonna do next? Okay. Because Pence is next, and he's worse. In my opinion, because I feel like as one of our friends told us earlier, um, I didn't know this, but he was a politician. Mm-hmm. So that's how he got into that position, I'm assuming. So it's a bit worse because Voldemort, Orange Voldemort, doesn't necessarily know what he's doing. He's just up there kind of doing things. But, you know, Pence knows exactly what he's doing and he supports everything that Orange Voldemort is doing. Mm hmm. So that means that essentially those things that he, the things that he's trying to, I guess, put into place yeah. that haven't been happening will then just be more successful. In my, like, if he's in a politician my, like that, I mean, if he knows how to get things done in a sense. That's what, that's what our friend told us earlier. Yeah. She said that, you know, he knows how to get things done. He's a politician. So that is yeah. a, that's the downside to it. But then even then after Pence and after his entire cabinet, it, it, he, as soon as he got in there, he fired everybody. He fired everybody. 
you know i just and then put his people mm-hmm. in place so it's like it doesn't matter which way you turn it no matter how many people you impede or no matter yeah. how many lines you go down he was smart enough to place all of his people in positions to where everything will just be yeah it'll still ideology run, he still would like run to the way that he wants it to run exactly but you know what else you got because i don't want to give him too much time. yeah we don't want to <laughs> give him too much time he's not worth it honey okay this is very worth it though so jerell jerome won an emmy yes. for his performance in when they see did you us. watch the emmys no i didn't it was it was funny um they didn't have a host this year so it was like a oh, lot they of different so they had a lot of different people up work? there it was kind of different but um that moment was amazing i was watching it and that i saw that moment, clip it was now amazing. and first Angela of all Bassett. shout out to the black people just cheering and everybody in the background like Oh my God! Did you see the gift of all the black, like the black women, just like literally, like on their feet cheering, yes, as and, they like, should, losing it? Because I mean, girl, I mean, I saw the clip. I wasn't even there, and I was teary eyed. So it was an amazing moment. It was just a beautiful well moment, and I'm so glad. And shouted all not, the names. Yeah, out that's the what end. I was about it to was say. Not, and I think that's something that they do every single time they get a chance, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. Because it's like, like you should remember what, their names. These are their names. Everybody needs to know. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to know who exactly. these men are and um, obviously I didn't think that he would have done anything any different I didn't expect any less but I'm so glad that he dedicated that win to not like not only you know his family and you know people that supported him but the exonerated five yeah and it was just like you know this is a win for y'all this is a win for us and I'm sure that 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 um you know it was just beautiful to see him celebrating with his co-hosts and things like that with Corey Wise holding the trophy up this is a beautiful moment I got really teary-eyed watching it because it's it's it just, definitely it's crazy it to see you know the mm-hmm. things that how they showed us the things they went through to where, yes, they, are where now. they are now it's beautiful that journey is insane and i i applaud all of that and i just think mm-hmm. that that entire moment was definitely beautiful yeah so, it was it was okay but it. that's all for my lukewarm tea because okay, you know girl. it's not too much going on this week yes okay girl well you ready to get into the scoop yeah girl let's get into the scoop okay so before we get started guys we just want you to know this may be a trigger episode for a lot of you people. Oh, yeah. Trigger <laughs> warning. Yes. Okay. We have a guest on the show. She's amazing. She is talented. Um, and we're going to talk about. She's so little... intelligent. So oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. It's sickening. Beyond. She's sickening. I stand. Her body. <laughs> sickening. Sickening. <laughs> <laughs> goodness. Yes. But, okay, back to what we were talking about. No. Um. But you know just you know this episode is going to definitely get into some real things mm-hmm. um i think these are the topic that we have at hand is something that you know a lot of us are going through right um and so you know we'll definitely send you some give you guys some tips some advice mm-hmm. and what we're like you know how we kind of deal with these things and um but let's get into the scoop yeah let's talk about it okay I Okay, guys, before we get started with our main topic, we have a guest tonight. <laughs> ah, we are so excited. Um, we are going to let her introduce herself mm-hmm. because she is a beautiful black queen. But, she um, is so uh, amazing. Let's guys. go ahead and have her introduce herself. Yeah. Hey, girl. Hi. Hi. <laughs> What's up, girl? I'm Danny. 
Danny. <laughs> welcome. Welcome Danny to Becoming is, She, y'all. We had to coerce her to get on this um, episode. Danny. Yes. But y'all, she's amazing. It took some work. <laughs> but this is, I think this is the perfect topic for her. Yes. I think we're going to have a really great conversation. And y'all better cherish this episode because I don't think this is going to ever happen. Again. Ever again. This will be the first and the last. Our friends really did not be wanting to come on our show. They're like, nah, you good. You got it. Don't worry about it. Like, Bruh, it's not that bad. It's like the we'll space see. is you know, know meant for you to feel comfortable. It's okay. So today we wanted to get into talking about um, being black faces in white spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, we are all three intelligent black women mm-hmm. and we work with a lot of Caucasians. Mm-hmm. And so we mm-hmm. want to talk about, you know, our experience along with just some resources that we've kind of um, took heed to. And, you know, hopefully we can dive deep into this. And I know this is going to be a multi-series kind of thing. So you guys yeah. ready to talk? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. We got this topic, by the way, from the podcast that you suggested that yes. I listened to mm-hmm. on Podcast and Things episode. Mm-hmm. It's uh, The Secret Lives of Black Women. Yes. That was a good episode. I told y'all. That I was like, one of my favorites. I the podcast. So, yes, we got that. And I love that podcast. <laughs> and so, you know, they spoke about, like, diversity hires and things like that, which I had no idea that was a thing. Um, well, I knew it was a thing, but I didn't know that the government gave companies money to hire yeah i never knew that minorities Mm -hmm. i didn't know that i mean correct me if i'm wrong listeners like you know but that's what she said on there yeah so hey i mean so do you guys think okay so in the spaces that we all work in we all come from three different backgrounds so to start this off i wanted just to ask all y'all right Mm -hmm. and we can kind of just flow from here why do you guys feel like black people are underrepresented in certain fields so for me, I think it would be mainly exposure. I went to a magnet high school. It was a math and science high school. And that's where I took all my engineering classes. I learned about drafting and all that, mm-hmm. doing everything on the computer. And it really exposed me and made me realize this is what I want to do. Okay. Mm. So I feel like a lot of people don't have exposure. They don't have to access the definitely don't. Things like to that. the different fields. They definitely don't. I definitely never had access to anything like that in high school. I think the majority of what got me to where I am was my parents realizing that, oh, okay, you know, or having those conversations about what do you want to do or what do you like to do or what are you interested in? And then going from there. And um, they had those conversations real early, like middle school, high school, yeah, uh-huh, you know, and then they put me out there and connected me with other people that they met, you know, and it was always like another black person. So when I was like, I think I want to do athletic, well, initially it was like physical therapy. They got me with a black physical therapist that did an internship there then I was like I think I want to do athletic training and you know they made sure they connected me with the with the right people because I didn't really have anybody at my high school mm-hmm. yeah. doing that well in my particular parents, were yeah. exposing us to those things that's cool yeah my parents were the same way though but mm-hmm. it just so happened that Westlake was a math and science school yeah, and it was in the district so that we cool. lived in. That is a plus. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a plus. That's that's like so fucking cool. Right? I feel like I'm completely opposite. <laughs> <laughs> um, growing up where I come from, it is definitely full of Caucasians. And so like those, it, that wasn't really a, I'm not going to say it wasn't a thing. I'm sure there were people out there, like black people specifically that were connecting and, you know, doing things of that, of the nature of that, you know, of the business or whatever. But we didn't, I didn't really grow and grow up seeing people doing what I do now. You know, it was always like, Oh, Hey Becky. Oh my gosh. You're playing this event. That's so great. (laughs) Um, And not that that's a bad thing, but at the same time, it's like, I would love to see more black people get into local government just because 
I mean, that's a pillar in your community to know what's in your backyard, to know what's happening in your mm -hmm. council meetings and your work sessions. Like, to me, that's really important. But like you said, those resources aren't out there. Right. Many people mm -hmm. don't even know that, like, outside of government, there's more jobs than just, like, accounting or, right. you know, being um, the mayor or the governor. Yeah. Like, there's mm -hmm. so many different, like, departments out there that you wouldn't even think of just because, like, it's kind of, like, out of sight. Out yeah, of mind. it's, like, not in the public eye, so you wouldn't realize that, oh, yeah. that's a thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. At all. And do you guys think that, like, in your offices today, do you guys work with, like, younger students? Do you guys kind of, like, get your, like put yourself out there in the community, like, networking-wise or anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> Wrong question. So, okay. <laughs> no. Um, I'm really bad about networking. I'm not a talker. Mm -hmm. I don't like to put myself out there in situations that I'm uncomfortable in. And so I've been doing, I've been trying to do better about like networking. So this week coming up, actually, we have this uh, Rising Leaders okay. networking event that I'm planning mm. on going to. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Put yourself out there. Yeah. Soon. Yes. You know, I'm trying. I think that's important because to me, when I was growing up, I didn't see faces that looked like mine. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if I don't see the faces that look like mine, then of course I'm not going to think those opportunities are out there just right. because you don't know that, oh, I can also do this. Another thing I realized is that when I go to networking events, I don't see a lot of us, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that, not that, you know, to put us down or anything like that, but I think that we are doing more things tailored to us. Mm -hmm. And so we don't step outside the box of going to networking events that merge in with you right. know caucasians and i don't see even a lot of people of color right at yeah certain things that i go to unless and it's specifically for african-american yeah so yeah, i'm true. in the engineering field and the engineering field is basically older white caucasian men mm -hmm. of course and Good so old you don't see a lot okay. of you don't see a lot of females let alone mm -hmm. african-american and females Girl, you like the one pepper and all that stuff yes i am <laughs> <laughs> i Where's really Waldo? am <laughs> I really am. So that's why I'm really looking forward to this Young Leaders networking event because mm -hmm. we're all going to be young. Like, it's not going to be. Mm -hmm. I told her. I just want you to know. Hey, everybody, Ooh, I just want you to know and that I, I told you and I, that and I was, I, it wasn't going to be my phone this time. I just want everybody sorry, to know that. It's, it's not pill. Jasmine. It's the guest, but it's okay. It's, it's okay. Pill. We love her. <laughs> but, no, I am excited for you to go to that, too. But I think it's also stepping out of our comfort zones and putting ourselves in their spaces, right? right? Because mm -hmm. if we don't put ourselves in their spaces, then it's like, they're not going to invite us. Right. They're right. not going to say, like, I mean, yeah. what's great is that you have some of them out there that will say, like, my director's really great in pushing me to do those because I don't like networking. Right. To mine is, too. I like, hate it. I told, I told him that that was a goal of mine mm -hmm. to actually start getting out there. And, like, he's sending me network events left oh, and right. Like, you See, need to go good. to at least one that's or two awesome. every quarter. That's really good. So that you can start getting out there. Mm-hmm. That's and really I'm sure when good. you walk in, they're like, sorry, who do you work for? Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, bitch, I'm here. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I know my shit. I know how I'm to do And it also <laughs> doesn't help that I'm tall. Oh, yeah. You stick oh, out yeah. the You step in purse first. <laughs> Shout out to Jaden XD. They say walk in the room purse first, ladies. Okay. <laughs> but you what about you, Kayvo? in the room purse first. Um, as far as networking, I... Or just yeah. in general, you know? In general, I've gotten out there and visited individual doctor's offices and things as mm -hmm. I've gone through the program. I spent a lot of time shadowing lots of other docs. Um, 
and stuff like that uh i think that i probably could have done a better job but towards the end when it really counted <laughs> i did a good job with networking and putting myself out there it was uh, uncomfortable like you said because i could have done a better job throughout the program of putting myself out there but i think towards the end when it really counted and i you know i really uh put forth the time and put myself out there it was uncomfortable though because as danny said she's not the most social i can be social when i'm ready to be social <laughs> but i really just like to be in my room yeah i really like to mind my business yes you know everything yeah. that everybody else got going on that's cute and all but like but i, I think i'll be out when i feel like it mm -hmm. you know I, yeah and that makes sense because i think too like solange had um, I pulled up this article that I found mm -hmm. and she was talking in the Washington Post about how, you know, most of us don't feel comfortable in those spaces sometimes because we feel like uh -huh. we don't belong. Yeah. And so the tone is sometimes just kind of like, why are you here? What are you doing? Right. So you kind of just. Right. And it may not even be the tone of it. You may yeah, just even put if that they're in your head. Yeah, how you it's how you, yeah, how like like perception is key. So you walk yeah. in exactly. and if someone doesn't initially greet us, we're right. like, yo, like this is not where I'm supposed to be. Why the right. fuck am I here? Uh -huh. You know, yeah. when Imposter reality, syndrome, isn't that what they call mm -hmm. it? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I felt that a lot. I mean, I still like at this point, I'm almost finished with my program. But throughout the networking, I think that's a lot of what kept me back because even when i was in those spaces it's not a lot of us there right so even if i'm networking with some of the black docs maybe you know maybe i'll talk to some of them but there are other people there and even if they're welcoming and like hey come here and they talk or whatever it's still that barrier there because right. for me growing up i never really interacted with a lot of white people like that not till i got to georgia southern like i really didn't I mean, the white people that went to my school, they're the white people that grew up with us. So, you know, those yeah. are the different breed. Like, I never <laughs> yeah. really yeah. dealt with right. actual white yeah. people. Yeah. You know, I knew that racism was a thing. Those were things that we talked about, but I had never experienced it till I got to college. Right. Because I'm, bruh, I'm from the east side. Like, yeah. there's niggas over there. Right. We all through there. Like, you know, so it was uh, never. Uh, <laughs> I can empathize with that. Mm -hmm. Just because. When I went to college, that was the most black people I had seen mm -hmm. in, like... At Georgia Southern? Girl, I went to fucking Brookwood. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Hello, yeah, yeah, Gwinnett yeah. County is predominantly yeah. white, okay? Uh -huh. yeah, and right. unless That's you're where all like, the white folk are. Yes. Because Atlanta... I looked at the statistics. Sorry not to cut you off. <laughs> no, but I looked fine. at the statistics, right? And it's like... Say, like... 74% black. <laughs> like... <laughs> 30 something 40 something percent mm -hmm. like I, this is off but i was like 30 or 40 yeah. percent white and mm -hmm. then like eight percent other or whatever the case may be but like we out here but like the white people are, are in, North in certain areas they're in north atlanta they're cop in Gwinnett. county yeah cop county yeah. those areas that i really yeah. just don't go to like i'm yeah. like i don't right. know nothing about Gwinnett. like mm. everything that you say that doesn't sound familiar i'm like that must be in Gwinnett county and it's like <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah yep. welcome to Gwinnett. we like the cula where is that i love Gwinnett. that i grew it probably up is. in i don't fucking know it's up there though <laughs> too far i ain't going up there that ain't none of my business no but i love the space that i grew up in but unless yeah. you're like unless you're close closer to Atlanta, like Norcross area or something right. like that, you're not going to see as many of us up That's there very as you would see in like, you know, downtown Atlanta or whatever. Right. So going to college for me was like, not that it was a shell shock, because I definitely had black friends growing uh -huh. up, mm -hmm. but like my 
the closest it was people very to me black. now, the close to me now, all the black women that are close to me now, my black guy friends, uh-huh. whatever, all from college. Right. Yeah, that's very yeah. true. So, but yeah. Georgia Southern was very like black in its own right. It was like, like yeah. a little mini. It HBCU was a P for real. It was. <laughs> it's a PWI, but it definitely when we were there. I don't know right. how it feels now. Yeah. yeah. Can attest to that. But when we were there, like oh nine to like fourteen. Yeah. And like before, definitely. you know mm-hmm. that that group, like that shit was black as fuck. Like Georgia mm-hmm. Southern was black as. Hell. It molded me. I mean, <laughs> and it was like going to an HBCU just because it was like we were so close knit, and like we still are. Yeah. yeah, the black community is yeah. was very close knit, and still is. Mm-hmm. Like I still talk to everybody from college regularly. Like mm, some people daily. Like I mean, clearly y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I call Jasmine multiple times a day. I be like, bitch, let me tell you yeah. like, shit that just happened. <laughs> then I'm, I'm like, okay, girl, I'm not work. Let me call you back. Okay, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> then though. I send memes yeah. and tweets all day and shit. Uh-huh. But yeah, right. like you know, we're all like very close knit. So, right. but unless you don't have that, I mean, uh-huh. when you don't have that growing up, like. Yeah. going to certain places yeah it's going to be a little bit different you know and right. the way that you carry yourself professionally it may be a matter. different from your counterparts right. because really and truly uh-huh. as a black woman if I get very passionate about something in mm-hmm. my office right. I may look like I'm being dramatic or diva-ish right. or right. something of the sense when in reality I'm just like nah bro that's not okay so right. I have, I'm standing up for myself you can't have, I have my work voice it's, it's okay, about my work voice tell let's us talk voice. about my it because you have to be trilingual bro at least like, you and have you always to be have calm. to be English, calm. Ebonics, and the work language. You the have work to language. be a level under calm mm-hmm. yes. when you are black mm-hmm. working in a white space. You can yes. never get because riled up about if you anything. get riled up, if they think you're aggressive, you become the angry black exactly. person. They feel and they harassed. control that narrative. Yes. Yes. Those keywords: harassed, right. aggressive. Mm-hmm. What's another one, y'all? What's another one of those words that people use? You know, they like the when the they buzzword. But yeah, that shit is crazy. Yeah. That's what yeah. it looks like. It's like, oh my like, gosh, why are you people, acting like that? People like, at work think I, well, I am just the sweetest thing ever. Y'all, she really is not. Danny is not nice. <laughs> people at work think I'm just like this smiley all the time, happy, calm <laughs> person. Just like only speak when I need to. Like that's one of the critiques I get in my quarterly meetings that I need to speak up. And uh-huh. the thing is, it's like, if I speak up how I want to speak up, you're not going to take it well. They're not going to take it well. Me. Okay. So y'all are going to tell me I don't match the company. Right. Um, I don't match the company. Attitude, <laughs> company culture. Yeah, your yes. attitude That's is what just it is. not the way that it used to right. be. Like, yeah. You changed. Up you changed. Oh you my changed. gosh. I'm triggered. I'm fucking triggered. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> That's the episode title right there. You changed. I'm triggered. Oh yeah, you changed. Yeah. yeah. That's it that's it yeah because that's what they think it's like if you show the same sentiment or the same passion for something as your counterpart who was right and for them it looks like oh my gosh she's so passionate about her job yes. right exactly. for you it's like but you're a little aggressive exactly like, right. tone like tone it down exactly what? right i'm for not them excited it's praised and for you it's like mm-hmm you can't yes. get excited or upset or anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm that way, too. I mean, like, literally, it's funny because people at school and, um, like, people that I've worked with in general, they always ask me, are you always this happy? And, I mean, generally, I'm a happy person. I'm a bubbly person. But, motherfucker, when I get pissed off, like, <laughs> over. I'm pissed oh, it's a fucking over. My- or if I'm upset or angry, like, or sad, you gonna know it. But people don't know because I guess I don't show that because it's none of y'all fucking Yes, business. my supervisors, <laughs> I think this is the funniest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Like, my supervisors always come and ask me, like, am I okay with my workload? Is everything going okay? Because, like, we get stressful workloads and yeah. deadlines 
yeah. and everything. They always come. They say, you always have a smile on your face. You just want to make sure you're okay. Right. And I'm just like, trust me, like, I will tell you <laughs> if something is wrong, I'm good. <laughs> right. <laughs> True. Like, and I'll tell you in a very yeah, constructive way. Take my way. word for what I'm saying. Right. I'm okay. I'm okay. I can handle it. Thank yeah. you, Sandra. But what do y'all <laughs> think about... What do y'all do when, okay, so we've worked in spaces where there's been counter opposite, there's been polar opposites of us, right? Absolutely. Because yes. you have to be on. Let's be yes. honest. When you're in a white yes. space, you have to be on at all points in time. At right? all mm-hmm. points. You can never fucking slip, bro. If you slip up a they little bit, always like, watching. Always. Yes. Whenever, like, in, in a bad, like, okay, let's talk about this. Because when you're the black spa- face in a white space, mm-hmm. There are so many white people. <laughs> so many white eyes. He's so I told you. <laughs> so many white eyes. <laughs> They're just staring at you. Yes. Oh my goodness. And they're watching does every- not reflect all of our thoughts. Okay? <laughs> just wanted to throw that out there. Asterisk. Just in case. Just wanted to Asterisk. Put that out the there. views of one person do not represent the whole. Okay. I just want to make sure we're all clear about that. Because we're all being triggered. <laughs> You know how they are. They will yes. watch everything you do, yes. everything you wear, every face, yes. you, every every facial expression you make. Yes. I mean, if you sit at your desk and you wear heels that day and your feet are hurting, you decide to take your shoes off and you don't have, like, maybe you put on some flip-flops mm-hmm. or some sandals. They're like, oh, where's your work attire? You're like, right. You look like, really I'm casual. Sitting at my, I'm right. sitting at my cubicle, bitch. Like, mm-hmm. let me wear my motherfucking slippers. Like, right. I'm sitting right here. When mm-hmm. I want to get up and walk to the copier, I'll put my heels back on. But why do I have to keep these shits on and nobody can see my my feet exactly. exactly you know i just take my blanket put it over my legs mm-hmm. have my shoes to the side i'm good keep working you know and that's really you have to have those type of hacks when white mm-hmm. women don't have to do that white women can walk around the office barefoot and nobody will say anything to bethany yes Mm-mm. Mm-mm. not yeah. a thing oh. compliment her, um, nail i love your mm-hmm. yeah i love your pedicure where do you go where'd you get those pants oh. from <laughs> <laughs> yes it'll be like it never happened but let you do that mm-hmm. let you dare do that you'll be a fucking barbarian exactly but get a call from thing. hr we're all oh, natural girl. we're all you'll natural women okay mm-hmm. so we are all natural mm-hmm. women so in our workspaces like that's another thing because i know i go to work sometimes and if my hair is not on point it's let like, your hair let one hair be out of place girl, let girl. one hair be out of place somebody I looking will at you never funny. forget the day <sighs> one of my um co-workers told me i feel as frazzled as you look right oh. now and i was like oh. i'm actually having a really good hair <laughs> i was like literally no. in my head i thought to myself i'm having a really good hair day like i've been complimented right. a thousand and one times Bitch. by people on the street did my you just curls say, are defined I mean, and right. shiny popping popping popin right now i just need first to let of y'all all know. her curls <laughs> are let them know Bitch, let the tendrils sis her little tendrils her pose <laughs> i'm so fucking proud <laughs> Okay, it's taken a pr- it's been a process to get to this mm-hmm. point. So for you to tell me that I look frazzled, no bitch, I look fucking bomb. Actually, yes. yeah, like what the take, fuck is that, girl? Yes. I mean, seriously, what the fuck is that? but they don't understand the concept that like your hair is so our hair is so versatile. It's like, right? Oh yeah. my gosh, I don't have to wear my hair in a fucking ponytail every fucking day, right? Yeah, and Does I told it? the story about my um supervisor, yeah, supervisor. Who, who called me into a meeting and told me that my hair was oh, always yeah. all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, those things are fucking crazy, and it just makes you so uncomfortable because you feel like you have to walk on eggshells, and that's honestly the life of a black woman, yeah. and that's why black people. Wear weaves all the time that are straight. Yeah, all because the time, that's what. By the end of the week, my hair is a rock hard with gel. Yes, because yeah. I've been slicking it down so much. I've been slicking it like, down. It's so in a cast right yeah. now. Like I don't understand. Nope, girl. because I'm trying to make you comfortable. 
Right. With my to, hair. Exactly. With my hair. With if the hair that comes out of my skin. That's, that's between you and God, not me, honey. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do about that? You know what? Okay. Just, this it. is just a mm-hmm. random thing, but it's relevant to what we're talking about. How do y'all feel about the H&M thing with the <gasps> yes. kids and their edges, you know, not being tamed, I guess? I don't um, think you have to have tamed edges. I don't think I don't tamed tame my hair edges. needs is I don't think there's such thing as like tamed hair is good hair. Yeah. Uh-uh. Thank like you. not at I, all. Like personally like she was fine. Like the the campaign that they were doing was a whole like after school kids have been playing all day. And we've Everybody's seen those pictures, hair look okay? messy. Mm-hmm. We've seen those pictures. And honestly, compared to them other kids, her hair was not that messy. It just yeah. didn't have any gel. I mean and if that's what they were going for, that's fine. Because I saw a post on Facebook where people were posting the pictures of the little girls. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. they were posting pictures of, like, kids with finer texture hair or white kids or kids of other nationalities. And then they were like, because this hair is fine, it's okay. Because this hair is right. fine, it's okay. But I guess that was other people's opinion. In my opinion, it all looked unkept. But yes. if that's what y'all were going for, that's, that's fine. Exactly. Yeah. But I was like, they should have did something with every single one of them damn kids' edges. Like, why? The white little white girl hair all over the place. Yeah. I don't but know I'm where her like, hair bow at. But if everybody would have been mad for, if if one per, if everybody yeah, else's hair everybody was hair looked fucked up. Wasn't. I didn't yeah. think it was one person. Right. I think they should have just did everybody hair. Right. But if they literally that's what they if they literally it was purposely yeah. after school because kids be looking fucked up after school. <laughs> we we've seen about the with the H&M campaign to people were that it was H&M thank you and they <laughs> yeah. already had that whole scandal with yeah. the whole gorilla thing or whatever that was mm-hmm. with the boy. but also like for her hair it's in her natural state and let's be honest people are still getting used to 4C hair when it's, if it's not if it's but not why? three, if it's not three the whole time. Time. They, people, that's reality people though think that like if your hair is not 3A to 4A to 4A it's not it's, it's not, not good, good hair, hair. And that's not but true. But that shit, like, and I'm sure you get this all the time because Danny and I have similar, mm-hmm. te- similar texture mm-hmm. hair. Oh, you you got good hair. And I always tell people, I'm like, okay, like, yes, it's healthy, it's trimmed, right. it's deep conditioned. So your hair is good hair too, girl, because right. we got the same shit. Like, exactly. Right. Just because right. you're like, a little bit more curly, don't right. right. Yours like, might be a little more curly yeah. or a little more kinky. And right. I, like, even though my hair is a finer texture, I envy people with coarser hair. Mm-hmm. Because first of all, when y'all straighten y'all hair, bitch, <laughs> that, that should be so fucking full <laughs> and it like literally when i straighten my mm-hmm. hair it's just gonna fall it's gonna be flat you know and that's fine mm-hmm. i'm used to it but like y'all bro y'all get to get the you know the little in the front <laughs> the little part in it and then go to the side <laughs> y'all know what i'm talking about everybody know what i'm talking about everybody knows what the fuck i'm talking about and don't y'all ever try me and say y'all don't that little part i need that but i really like i i don't know what to do with my life because i really get it right? it's like really necessary <laughs> <laughs> but my hair just won't do it and i envy people who can attain that you know what i'm saying i remember big red tried to do that in my hair in college with the little like a little curl bump <laughs> and then straight yeah, <laughs> like, it looks terrible you know that? nobody wanna see you do this
That's she is so, so fucking funny, funny bruh. Oh. But that's real, though. I think yeah. that, like, people are still getting comfortable with 4C hair. Yeah, and so definitely. when they don't, like, when they they don't depict that to be something as good hair. So, you know, it's going to look like for her little, that little girl's head. She looked like she in the third grade just got right. done playing baseball. She exactly. been outside all or wrestling day. or like whatever the hell. Or on the recently. monkey bars. Exactly. She's, been, she's been rough. That's what right. them kids do. Exactly. And they don't like that. Mm. But, you know, whatever. Very true. Anyways. You know, to each his own. I feel exactly. like y'all shouldn't be offended you know, by the way the kids' hair looked and that was the idea of the campaign. And I, um, right. did y'all see the clap back? No. Mm-hmm. Motherfucking like CEO or creative director, whatever he is, he he got that ass, bro. He's like, y'all not gonna get me again. Fuck right. you. <laughs> <laughs> he said we That's diversified. That's really what it was, bro. That's what he said. He I said swear we to God, That's exactly what happened because in the article I was reading, that's exactly what it was because they were saying when that happened, they fired the last person who was in that position and hired somebody else. Mm. So he was like, oh no. The goal of this was to look like they had got done playing recess. Right. And it was an after school day. All the kids came after school. Mm. So what you would do is shut the <laughs> fuck up about my motherfucking campaign because this is art, bitch. This is motherfucking art. And you peons. Okay, he probably didn't say peons. That's an Atlanta <laughs> thing. He said it to his wife. They yeah, yeah, yeah. They basically said, we got our diversity. Yeah, we and did. Created we program. took our boxes, bitch. <laughs> Don't play with us. Right. He took a course of it, okay? Look, I, I took my diversity bruh, course this year. Speaking of courses. Let's talk about diversity courses. <laughs> Let's wrap this all back that? around. Right. That's a... Oh, what girl. the fuck is that? Oh, we have to take a diversity <laughs> sexual harassment course at uh-uh. work. We're going through that right now, too. Bruh, Those when things. I tell you these questions and these lessons, it's like, this is for the white people. <laughs> like, this is not for me. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, this sorry, does not y'all. reflect my life, so I'm why sorry. am I here? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And not Can't all white relate. people, but it's just like, they're telling us things that, like, we have learned in childhood. Ages ago. Like, yeah. I learned this in my household. Like, mm-hmm. I But just, you know, white people don't have training from the house sometimes. So, they mamas just be sending them out there. Don't respond to that. But you that. know what, though? They, but what I will... Okay. What I will say in, in Kavo's defense on that one <laughs> is that... They I don't said really sometimes. I didn't say all of them. I said the sometimes. concept of space either. They don't. Let's talk about that people man touching my just... hair. I have had people like with hands in my hair without permission, and yes. I'm just like, whoa. And back they up. don't. Well, the thing too is, I mean, I grew up around that group of people, so mm-hmm. the the whole word space is weird. It's like right, what? like I'm I'm. They're used to just kind of like invading your space. They right. want to know what's going on. They want to know be in your business, like and like right. most people. But in general, it's more so like. Can I touch your hair? My hair doesn't do that. Why right. does my hair not do that? How do you do that with, you know, what is about, I have to go tanning. I wish I was, you know, Oh, I'm going to be browner. just like, I'm going to be your color this summer, summer, girl. I'm going to be as dark as you. Yes. We that's were and they team. find it to be a we joke. We were on our team building. That's girl, it. Oh, I'm going to be as dark as you. I said, they no, find it not. to be a joke. Never a day in your life will you be my complexion. I said, it's going to be really Unless hard, Unless you get that Kim Kardashian shit, bitch. Even then. No. You're going to be orange. You're never going to be as dark as me. And it's no. You'll never be this beautiful bitch. Deal with it. But love the skin. <laughs> but you know what? I think they have an identity crisis because they don't know who they are sometimes. And so it's like, they don't really know how to love the skin they're in because they compare. People compare right. in general. Yeah. But you right. see how, like, their jokes are meant for, like, I'm comparing myself to you in some extent. Right. My hair doesn't do what you do. Your hair does. My skin, I don't get that dark as you. Or, you know, I, I wish I can wear my, you know, nails like this or right. whatever. And you're like, you can. 
Yeah. You like, can't be why a dark is it queen, always but a comparison? Why do you have to compare yourself? Like, love the skin that you're in, regardless, and, you know, let's make it a vibe, but you don't have right. to, like, compare yourself to me to make me now have to dim my light because right. you don't to have that. To make you that. feel comfortable. No. Exactly. And that's the thing, like, I'm tired I've also learned that... Caucasians don't like feeling uncomfortable in spaces oh, that they feel like no. they're they're entitled. To. Oh no, they feel like they're entitled to a lot. Of, first of all, even they're, places they that like spaces that they're not everything. entitled to, they exactly. feel like they, they should always be uncomfortable, be uncomfortable right. wherever mm-hmm. they are, and everyone else should yeah. accommodate to them. And it's inconsiderate exactly. and it's selfish. Exactly. Yeah, it exactly. really is. And they don't. I don't think. I think the problem is that nobody's ever told them that they don't belong. Right. They think they belong everywhere, which is, you know, hey, right. by all means, do what you want to do. I don't think that they don't belong. I think we all belong yeah. in this world. And, but I know, wish that. But it doesn't need I to be. I wish that more black people had that mindset. Though. Me too. But mm-hmm. if we have that mindset, if we have, because I think like our generation has taken our culture back. Yeah. A, yeah. I yeah, think absolutely. we're definitely taking ourselves back and mental health is a thing. And we're mm-hmm. all making sure that like we, we are the light. We're going to shine the fucking bright the way that we want right, to shine. Right. You know, but I think that like they, we feel like we have to dim our lights when we really don't right right yeah and so when people when we step into a room and we don't dim our light it's like who the fuck do you think you are exactly walking in here owning this room bitch Mm -hmm. (laughs) i am who i say i am okay bitch Mm -hmm. i am the room so you mentioned something earlier about like your reveal right Mm -hmm. and how basically you're they told you a certain thing they gave you constructive criticism but do you ever feel like in your reviews that you have like they're judging you on intangibles yes like oh yeah you don't speak as much only when you know you only speak up yeah i got that that i don't i only i don't speak in conferences like in meetings unless i'm spoken to and i'm like well bitch when i do speak up you're yelling at me like she used to yell at me though in meetings yeah my thing was like if i'm not gonna I'm a person that's like real direct. I'm going to say what I need to say, then stop talking. Mm -hmm. If what I need to say has already been said, it's no point for me to like repeat it. Yeah, I'm not going to keep talking if I don't say what I have to say. It's kind of like they want you just to speak up just so they can say like, she spoke up. It's like, well, no, Mm -hmm. I want to add something to the room when I speak. You see me in this room. Like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to just speak just to speak. I'm going right. to speak because I feel but like that's I have what that's say. what white people do, though. They just say right. shit. They and do. it'd be like, it's like no beginning, no middle, no end, no right. reason to it. They and just say it. That's also why I feel like I have to take that critique to speak up with a grain of salt. Because it's you just like, do. Oh, that's a good I'm tip. Not, I'm not the type of person that's just going to talk just to talk because that's not who I am. Exactly. It exactly. makes sense. So do y'all ever find that y'all have to apologize more? in the workplace i think that i'm working on that because i apologize all the time and just Mm -hmm. my personal life i say sorry about everything and i don't even know why it's just one of those like it just comes out it just is a habit a really bad habit at that i've had friends tell me like stop saying sorry like my dad even says it but like if i'm getting what i'm trying to work on in my professional life so that carries over into my personal life Mm -hmm. is not saying sorry so if someone tells me something like hey you left out this point in a recap i'm instead of saying like oh my god i'm so sorry i missed that i'll say thanks that was a good catch i'll add that into the notes so that it's kind of just like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna i'm not gonna apologize for things that don't need to be apologized for right i'm definitely working on that i feel like i apologize for everything and that's something like i never realized how much i apologize for stuff i don't need to be apologized mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. girl i'm so bad i'll be like oh my god i 
took the last cup of coffee. I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Bitch, I bought this coffee. <laughs> I bought this K-Cup. Okay. Well, I put money in on this damn thing. <laughs> what the fuck? What, are you, what am I apologizing <laughs> to y'all for to make you feel better? No. <laughs> so I have to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> so growing up, my mom never let us say sorry. Mm. It wasn't a thing. I mean, not. I don't want to say it wasn't a thing, but if we said sorry for something, like we get fussed at it about something, we're like, sorry. She'll be like, you're right, you're sorry. Now, what are you apologizing for? Yeah. And we're like, dang, you're right. I am sorry. Because I ain't do Like, when she meant sorry, she mean you trifling. Like, right. you know, you yeah. trifling. Yeah. You're right, you're right. trifling. Right, you trifling. So why are you trifling now? Tell me. You know, and so just um that's like it developed into a pet peeve of mine yeah because when i'm in a relationship or whatever or just dealing with people and say they do something and you tell them i don't like how this happened mm-hmm. as opposed to saying that's a good catch yeah. well how would you like for me to fix it like having a like good conversation about things i'm sorry right people say i'm sorry and it's like no what the fuck are you sorry for you're not fucking sorry <laughs> you sorry you got caught yeah you're not gonna <laughs> you fix know it though for, so why you saying sorry exactly. right you just saying it yeah and so um, sorry is such a terrible word because people just use it just to get right. out of any yeah right so i'm the type of person that when people tell me i'm sorry i'm like you right, you sorry. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> okay, mama. That's good. Though. Yeah, sound yeah. like my mom. You yeah. right, you sorry. Don't forget. <laughs> I hate when people apologize to me because also I'm not an apologizing type of person just in general because I'm a very. I think that that helped me with my mom or whatever being mm-hmm. that way yeah. because I made sure I was choosing what I did and what I right. said so I had mm-hmm. no reason to say sorry. Not that that was her intention, but in my head, right, that's what I developed. So I, you know, I this could be me being a scorpio or me just not giving a fuck but most of the time when people um are offended or whatever i'm like okay well you know i'm sorry you're offended but i said what i said i meant it no i don't apologize for how i said it no because i, I chose my tone no see i don't we I just don't, had that conversation we did i we can literally just stuff. had that conversation like, i can say some you stuff know what i was having pocket. a conversation with somebody who like we were talking about how people get mad and then they just say what the fuck ever are yeah. y'all those type of people? No. No, me neither. I mean, like, I can. I'm not going to say I'm not. Uh-huh. I can definitely be. Me and Danielle have definitely <laughs> had these conversations. Sorry. <laughs> me and Danny have definitely had these conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can, I, I have some really terrible thoughts. <laughs> oh, child. So I try not, if, if I am angry mm-hmm. and it's to a point where, like, I'm definitely going to say something out of pocket. Before I even get to that point, I have to call someone and say, okay, am I tripping? Am I being dramatic? (laughs) And I do this. That is something I do. And Uh I I will sit there and say, am I being dramatic? Am I being this way? Because that's helpful, though. If I don't, and we get into put into a situation where it's now like words against words, it's going to turn into like hands against hands. It's not going to. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's never going to go. It's never going to be a good situation. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And Danny does too. (laughs) Danny's like, oh, Yeah. yeah. I relate. But I try not to even let people get to get me to that point of being very just frustrated or angry. I feel like if you communicate mm-hmm. early on and sometimes you can't help it. Sometimes you just people trigger you and you're like, yo, what the fuck? But see, I also have a tendency of having the wrong tone when mm. I'm saying something. Mm-hmm. But 
the words I'm saying are true, but the tone and the way I'm conveying it, it's okay. It's just not. It's off. <laughs> Especially in my workplace, if mm-hmm. I'm definitely frustrated about something, I won't talk to them. First. Oh yeah, I can't Mm-mm. because I know no. for a fact that I'll go there and be like, "Let me tell you a fucking ass something." Okay, <laughs> I didn't like the way that you did this, and bitch, I don't give a fuck about them tears. Okay, right. those tears uh, don't mean because they always me. they love to cry. I just right. don't. Yes. But you know what? I was um watching. Was it a YouTube video? No, no, no. It was a ra- on the radio or something. And somebody said that they like had a white friend and they were talking and she literally said like, yeah, when I was growing up, my mom told me if ever like there was a problem that I should just cry. Like if I feel like something needs to be fixed or I just don't want to talk about anymore, I cry. It changes everything because white woman tears really run the world. Girl, they do. And it's funny because that's something that they're taught and you never think about it because I'm looking like, what the fuck? Like what? Our parents never taught us to break down crying in front of people. What the fuck kind of shit is that? I just told somebody today, I was like, if I do cry, it's going to be in the privacy of my home. Privacy. Privacy. Privacy of my car. By myself. Like I I have like people, in my car. Like, I'm not kidding. That I've I've worked with people where they're like they just burst out into tears, and I'm like, whoa. Like, oh no. Now I may go to the bathroom and have my little moment. Because sometimes you gotta have your no, moment. Yeah. I had one of those. We something happened. This was a while ago. I had I had literally had to walk to my car, drive down the block. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are not gonna see a tear come no. down my face. No, no. you're not gonna see it. Drive down the block to an empty yeah. parking lot. Uh huh. Let it out. Come back. I'm fine. And yeah. like nothing happened. Smile on my face. Hey, and how's everybody doing? Exactly. Right. Good morning. And then they're Good like, afternoon. damn, you're always so happy. You're always so right. even kill. You're right. I am. Mm-hmm. And you didn't know I was just in but the But bitch, block. I was just in my car cussing each and exactly. every one of you motherfuckers out. Each and exactly. every one of you Exactly. Like, I just don't think, I think there's a time and place for everything, number one. But I Absolutely. think when it comes to, mm-hmm. you know, being my authentic black self, I'm just not going to put myself in a position mm-hmm. to, right. even, to even, get, you know, allow myself to act out a character in mm-hmm. my workplace my work character my work character. not my work character let's be no. real because you know yeah, i love right. let me tell character. you what i love i okay. love that unspoken Talk language about of it. black people right <gasps> yeah like we have i have black yes. people that we work that i work with and i love when they pull into the parking lot and we be playing our music mm-hmm. and you can just know they they it's a yes, vibe and they that understand car. they are just lit you girl because i bless my music okay and then i walk in there good morning right good morning how's everyone doing hey how are you hey stay See, good morning. I'm telling you, Diane. Did you how take are you? the kids to the doctor's appointment? Did you make it on Did time? You weekend? Oh, you went to the lake? That's such a great that sounds so good. It sounds like it was such a good weekend. Your wedding photos were beautiful, Karen. Gorgeous. On the mountains. Oh my gosh. But when I get back in the Oh, car, you guys went camping? Next time you should definitely send me pictures or something. I would definitely it seems very interesting. Yes. Would you like to come? No, I'm no, you, I'm okay. My entire my but entire that sounds really yeah. cool. But I love that moment when I can go to my accounting department mm. and see my black sister mm. and be like, yo, girl, how you doing? It's yeah. just like, what's up, Rashonda? Hey, bitch. You can breathe for a minute. You can drop yes. your shoulders for a little bit. And then when you mm-hmm. walk back out of there, it's like, okay, well, you know, I'm back to, I got to be back, back on. Back on. But mm-hmm. it's like to have those people in the workplace, you guys are necessary. Yeah. You really are because you have to be on yes. a thousand percent of the time. Mm-hmm. I will say one thing I appreciated this quarter my doc that I interned with. He's a white guy. And he was very, very, very cool. Like, I mean, I was my work self, but there were times where I would let loose. And I think he was waiting on that. (laughs) I think he was like, come on, Kavori. Like, you know, or whatever. And there were times where I'd be like, you know, get upset and say something or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because he's not... I don't want to say not professional, but he's very lax and relaxed yeah. in the office, and I'm not. 
I mean, to the point where, and this is something that we should definitely talk about too, to the point where he, he wears jeans to work every day. And he was like, you know, you can wear jeans, you know, if you want. And even if it was allowed, I was just like, blasphemy. Nah. Nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, nope. And I never did the entire, he told me like week two, I think. He's like, you know, you can wear jeans. And I was like, mm-mm. And that's when I was like, oh, okay, that's no problem. And he was like, well, I just, you know, I dressed up a little bit because I didn't want you to feel out of place. I was like, oh, no, wear your jeans. That's perfectly fine. I'm mm-hmm. I'm probably going to wear dress clothes, though. Yeah. But, yeah. And I wore dress clothes. And that's right. real. Yeah. What you do, I cannot. I went to Definitely. my interview. I'm not allowed to. Man. People will walk into the office and see me with jeans yes. on and be like, who the fuck is this right. girl sitting instantly in the back judging. on her computer? Right. They're instantly When judging. I'm on my dress clothes, they're like, oh, are you the intern? And mm-hmm. absolutely, that's me. Nice yep. to meet you. Mm-hmm. They respect that. Well, perception is key. Mm-hmm. Perception is key. But even if I were sitting there with jeans and a nice top on and say some, because he wears like, you know, sneakers or whatever. If I had jeans, a collar shirt and sneakers on, they would look at me like, who? Was this girl sitting yeah. back? Yeah, they'd be like poverty. Mm. Oh my gosh! Because at the end of the day, we're tied to people, right? Like you look at yeah. white people, and they'll tell you about how like their cousin has a lake house, or their yeah. uncle has, you know, all this stuff. They're they come from generational wealth, mm-hmm. and they ask you about something your family. That we and they're don't like, experience. well, my family's from Winder, and they live in the hood. Let's be honest, right? Of yeah, Wy- you know, or something like that. Whatever, yeah. you know, it's like you're gonna instantly tie me into other right. people so i'm not gonna do the same thing that you do we can't do the same thing but i don't talk about my family too oh no oh no no, no. thank you no. i mean i'll tell you little tidbits like oh yeah my mom did this or, yeah you know, yeah it's so funny like i pretty much know basically everybody's business yes work, but they because they tell all their tell business all. yeah but that's the problem because then when some shit go down at work who you think finna be telling exactly all your business? and i'm just sitting there listening not on my head i'm not gonna lie though i love girl, it that is so crazy. did you oh see that God. meme exactly. where they were like me um with the kayla girl when she was looking down and they was like me listening to all my, my co-workers <laughs> tell me all their business and not yeah. saying anything yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i actually love that i'd be like oh my god y'all got some shit yes yes tell me girl, this choo- is hilarious it's and i'll be making my gum. coffee and i'd be like oh damn look popcorn depending on what time it is breakfast biscuit you know it's not a problem, girl. I need a little snack while you know you deliver okay. the tea. My door is always open. A little girl. snacky snack. Come on in. But I'm ready. What's up, girl? Right. What did Jake do this weekend? So he was texting Emma. I can't believe he would do that to you, Caitlin. Girl, and they just be telling it all. And yes, his dick and is small anyway. Like, I don't what even. Happening? I actually cheated on him with my cousin's boyfriend. And you're like, oh, bitch, you out here? Girl, out here. What like, does he look like? This, Show me a picture. It goes oh, from he like has a, a big, simple, a big black cock. You know that thing. It I, goes from a simple how is girl. your weekend to it takes one I question X Y Z and then mess with him, her, her, him, and him. And you got and videos, like, pictures. Right. You know, step by step. What happened over the weekend? I, like, I didn't ask for all this. It's hilarious. Girl, you could have simply said, "Oh, what was I didn't ask for all." You could have right. simply said it was amazing, right? Or it was it was interesting. It was wow. a good time. It was good. Because that's weekend. me. Thank you. It was good. How was your weekend? Good. How are you? I'm great. And then next thing you know, it spirals. You're like, "Oh shit, we here." Well, let me put my purse down first. Right. Like, <laughs> 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 Bitch, I just walked in. She's right. like, "Please sit my purse down first. Like, can we like can we Damn. get a, can we can get I take a my donut? jacket like, off? Can I make my tea first? Like, like God, exactly. I need to wake up a little bit. Let me just perk up a bit. So, so Danny, how do you think like for you coming from Westlake to being where you are now? Like, how do you think that's kind of cultivated you in a sense of you know working in white spaces? So, I guess, like, Westlake prepared me in the technical aspect. Mm-hmm. 
but not really the social aspect because yeah. Westlake was all black school. Had we out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Simply put, we no. out there. <laughs> and so, um, so okay, so my mom is Indian, and so like visiting her family, like they moved to Indiana, mm-hmm. like visiting her family and being around her family kind of prepared me because it was like a separate culture from okay. my mm-hmm. dad's side. Yeah. So that kind of prepared me as well because it was just like being accepting to two different cultures and being in two different cultures. It yeah. kind of mm-hmm. helped. But then Georgia Southern playing basketball, True. being around a bunch of like, it was like nigga handful. Yeah. It was a handful of black girls. Yeah. Uh-huh. Everybody else was white. Right. And that really kind of pushed it over and helped me realize like how I need to act around certain certain people in certain places Mm -hmm. oh can we talk about that can we talk about when you learned that like when did you develop your professional personality you know was it before you got to work was it you got to work and you made a mistake and realized oh shit i can't do that did someone tell you ahead of time is that a conversation you had growing up i feel like that's something that you know people don't talk about um my dad kind of he kind of instilled like you need to act a certain way around certain people <laughs> like before especially I got to college, in atlanta yeah because you can't be atlanta right. danny i can't, can't be atlanta cable everywhere can't. i can't be atlanta cable right here <laughs> <laughs> i can't <laughs> and so he kind of instilled know. that mm-hmm. before i left for georgia southern because he knew right it was a, he knew it was a uh-huh. predominantly white school yeah so and he was like and especially being the athletics program yes. he was like Mm-mm. you're gonna be scrutinized for every act that you do mm-hmm. especially playing basketball right and being black right so you need to make sure you're carrying yourself in a certain way mm-hmm. and i didn't realize like i got it but you don't really get it until, until you're, you're there in it mm-hmm. and until you get down there mm-hmm. so once i started getting around my coaches that's when i was like okay Y'all I see. need to see. Y'all need to see corporate Danny. Right. Here she is. <laughs> yeah. What's Hello. up? She mm-hmm. has entered the building. Right. She's entered right. the room purse first, guys. Yeah. So I, I think Georgia Southern kind of like gave me the Instilled tools for in. the social. Okay. Okay. And then Westlake and then the engineering program at Georgia Southern okay. gave me the technical. Well, that's Jasmine, good. what about you? Um, I think for me, it was all experience. Because I grew up around a whole bunch of white people. Oh, and yeah, of course. So for yeah, me. you did say that. Um, I knew early on that, like, you don't look like me and we don't act the same. But I know that I can't mm-hmm. act the way that I do with do these what people. You Absolutely. To no. Y'all, because yeah. you just I don't can't get, get excited it. and right. twerk in front of you, girl. Yeah. Right. You know, and it's funny <laughs> because, like, my best friend is white. Let's be uh-huh. honest. You know, I'll be like, my best friend Megan. <laughs> Um, shout out to Megan shout out to Meg you know I love you girl Um, but you know I like I said I did we did have I did have black friends down there but me and Megan were around each other all the time Mm -hmm. you know but she was also not like the same as everyone else you know where it's like oh my god Mm -hmm. like it wasn't like that you know it was like a person that was like okay you're a breath of fresh air because not everyone is like that around here and but I think it's just based off experience like I think from where i mean i came from like winder which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. where i lived was a 
full of black people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then going to Gwinnett, you're like, whoa, shell shock. What? <laughs> Who are you guys? What? <laughs> like, and yeah. that's when the whole thing of like, you know, but that's like a whole different story about like identity. Like, you know, my mm-hmm. hair needs to be straight and like I need to talk like this because that's how, you know, whatever. You kind of like. That's how everyone else Yeah, because right. you try to change yourself because right. you think that that's like the norm when it's really not. So when I got right. to Georgia mm-hmm. Southern and saw like, oh, we out here. Like, we out yeah. here, bro. Like, and like I said, my closest girlfriends are black. Like, mm-hmm. it's right. not even a question. Like, Megan's probably the only mm-hmm. one of the only that like mm-hmm. a, of the few you know and so it's just based off it for me it was experience so i think i knew when i got into my professional mm-hmm. um career like how mm-hmm. to act just yeah. because of the things that i experienced growing up i was like oh i can't do the same thing i do with y'all that i would do over here right so okay. when i see when i call megan mm-hmm. not that i'm going to change my voice with her but say i call danny i'm going to say maybe maybe I'll say nigga, mm-hmm. you know, and you're going to be like, oh, okay, yeah. whatever, brush right over it. But like, Megan's going to be like, whoa, bitch, wait a minute now. <laughs> we're getting a little bit crazy here. Why are you saying these things? Like, I hate that word. Which, I mean, like, there's uh-huh. a lot of words that I hate too. So yeah. it's kind of like knowing your audience really. Uh-huh. Yeah. But if you're not put in the environment to know how to deal with those specific uh-huh. audiences, right. you're never going to get it. So, I, you know, it's just yeah. pretty much for me, it was experience. Georgia Southern was also the first place that I heard the term, like, you look like a dot. Like a black dot? Yes. Oh. <laughs> like, I was in a picture with someone, like, <laughs> this was the summer. <laughs> I almost peed on myself on that. Like, like, this was the summer. So we were down there for uh, summer You get black school. as fuck in Statesboro. Yeah. Oh, my but God. You be so fucking like, chocolate in Statesboro. For I real. was in a picture with some of my teammates. Uh-huh it was all my white teammates too uh-huh. and I was the only black girl and then <laughs> one of my black friends um, she was also playing on the team she saw the picture she's like you look like a dot <laughs> <laughs> damn bitch you ain't have to serve me in four words like that but thank you for serving me now I need to be with y'all a little bit more right and so that kind of just made me like aware Five words. Sorry, you know what, surrounding. Though? like I'm serious I think mm-hmm. that's a big thing to awareness like yeah. if you mm-hmm. don't if you don't come from that environment and you don't right. see it all the time of course you're not aware like oh I'm just with you know Becky, Diane and Susan yeah. cool but see the, right. thing, the thing is like whenever I go to Indiana like I'm the darkest one out of my family other than my dad mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's like whenever I go to Indiana it's the same thing like mm-hmm. I look like a dot so I never thought anything of it but there's still people of color mm-hmm. right and I think they that's are. the thing like white they don't they're not right yes mm-hmm. and, but it's also it's just like it's very different fair. still yeah. yeah and so it's like I never mm-hmm. thought anything of it until mm-hmm. she, she pointed said it out. that <laughs> and right. I was just like well damn <laughs> well, what about damn. you Kavo right <laughs> oh um for me it was my parents were entrepreneurs so my whole life they had their own businesses and it was a training growing up mm-hmm. like i think my parents did a very good job of training me to be a human in the real life world before i really realized what it was because even you know how your mom might be cussing you out in the background sit your mm-hmm. ass down da, da, da. they answer the phone they be like hello this is sonia coke how can i okay. help you you know or whatever the case may be they just pick up the phone and start talking and they have a completely different voice and i'm like mom why you talk like that like I would ask her why are you talking to them people like that and you talk to me a different way mm-hmm. you know and she was like because you have to have a professional voice and I'm like really and then that was you know six years yeah. old so then 
they have their own businesses and i'm no even as i'm young they have their own businesses i'm dealing with clients and talking to people Mm because i was helping front desk or whatever answering the phones and people didn't even realize it's a seven-year-old on the phone because i was so trained to switch my voice and sound older sound more you know more professional or whatever then they'll be like damn i was like like this sound like a little girl and then Mm -hmm. my mom will be oh yeah that's my daughter she's seven i'm like damn you know yeah but i was so trained from that point so that you had to have something different and then um what were you gonna say so i in 10th grade i Mm -hmm. vividly remember this i had a teacher Mm -hmm. who taught us basically how to use our phone voice what yes this was my english teacher okay she said, I fuck with it. Them, right because that's yes. teaching you usable skills yeah because right. i uh, yet another day has passed and bitch i still haven't used it <laughs> okay i have of course you <laughs> have <laughs> <laughs> but yes she said y'all need to make sure that you know how to switch mm-hmm. code switching you is code switching is a thing she mm. was like, there have been plenty of times that I have been on the phone and people thought that I was white. Mm-hmm. All the time. She's like, All you need time. to learn how to switch because especially They think when, that like, I'm a whole different ethnicity. They don't know what I am. Mm-hmm. Yo, that's my She's life. Like, on phone Real interviews, life. like, mm-hmm. they don't need to know that who they're on you're the phone, yeah, who you're on the phone with. And yeah. that's a thing, too. I'll finish my second point, but this is just another tab onto what you said. Like, one of the things I am. I love gender neutral names Mm -hmm. and I think I'm most obsessed with it because growing up, my name is, my name is very ethnic. If Mm. you know the origin of it, it's a very (laughs) ethnic ass name, but some people think, I mean, it's still an ethnic name, but people think, Oh, is it like what they're asking me what the meaning of it is, what language it is. They always try to associate it with the country. Even people of other ethnicities, they'll be like, Oh, this is Indian from this river. Some just such. And I'll be like, no, (laughs) not at all. Thank you. You But thank you so much. (laughs) People be like, Oh, it's so beautiful. I'll be like, thank you. It's real country, but I like it. It came out why it came out pretty okay for me, you know, but that, you know, that's a thing. So like when I have kids, I, I obsessed over that. I always wanted mm. to have a normal name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always was annoyed with having to explain or like explain my name or make sure people pronounced it right. I right. mean, to the point. And I think oops. I feel that's why you use your middle name a lot. I do use my middle name a lot when I'm ordering food, mm-hmm. when I'm calling in something. If I just don't care to explain, I'm like, this is my middle name. Here yeah. you go. Because why? I don't want to get into all this because there's always questions or they say it wrong. Right. And I think I'm most annoyed with those people who say your name wrong even after you correct you them. correct them and, and like, then even and even no if they ask no. say my full name but then the thing is like even if they ask like i've had people who specifically ask me how do you pronounce your name i give them the correct pronunciation and they continue to pronounce it wrong yeah, no. I, like and i'm like you know how to say Slovenowicz, right. bitch but you can't say <laughs> fucking right. Kavori. right like what is the problem you can't say Kavori. like i don't right. get it I don't understand. So those types of things. But anyway, back to my second point, my parents also were very intentional with exposing me to a lot of different things because Mm -hmm. they knew that I was surrounded by us. So Mm -hmm. growing up, I did a lot of stuff with like, I don't know, we did one thing where we went to um, the charity dinner for 
Truett Cathy before oh, he passed. Cool. Yeah. So I met him like when I was like 12. We had to wear mm. ball gowns. It was before the oh. Georgia Aquarium even opened. It was like we oh, were the first him. people in there and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It was really cool. But that's something. And I was surrounded by white people. It's something that I probably would never have been to right. otherwise. Yeah, but right. my parents had friends who were like, oh, we got a, pay- a table at this charity dinner. Come to, yeah. you know, come. And, and we're like, OK. And my parents, my mom's like, take her let her see you know Mm -hmm. they would take me to the ballet or like different things to let me be exposed to other people or other walks of life even if I was like I I mean we never really left Atlanta to do those things right you know what I mean all of those were and you don't have to but I was exposed to those you know stuff at the Fox Theater Mm -hmm. because there's so many people in Atlanta who like stay in their fucking Mm -hmm. neighborhood they literally don't know what the fuck downtown Uh really look like (laughs) yeah it's crazy and I'm like that shit is literally 20 minutes down the road Exactly. You mean you ain't been up there? You mean you stay in this like four square block? Yeah. Are you serious? Do y'all ever get like, because for you to say that, like you're going to the Fox and things like that, mm-hmm. do y'all ever get things, people telling you like, oh, that's white folk activity? Like that's okay. Like why you always do white people shit? And it's like not that right. But I do get my parents give me that to a certain extent. (laughs) To a certain extent, right? X throwing, bitch. (laughs) X throwing. white people activities honestly it was fun the though. most fun but it was I've great ever had. right was but fun. i bet it was so much i mean i'm not gonna lie but my honestly, parents te- like they used to growing up they used to be like bruh yeah you love doing white people activities because i was going white water rafting in high school i was doing the shit like is, that yeah i went i went tubing for the first time like two years ago uh-huh. so like my company they do team building so they do oh, all these different that's kind of so things. cute and one year we went tubing and i was like <laughs> like, I don't want to do this, but it was fun. so much fun. Yes, yeah. The thing about white people is that I do appreciate because I know I talk a lot of shit. The one thing I do appreciate about white people is they will have fun and they don't give a fuck. Like you can look crazy, you can do whatever, and they'll have fun. Right now, sometimes it get a little excessive, so you have to time. You know, tone it down. Like, you know, you have to be like, now look, Sarah. I'm yeah. not. I'm not snorting no coaxes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drink this beer right. and. Dance with y'all or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean. But I, I do appreciate, but those, but like I appreciate them doing those things because I can take my black friends to those same activities. Right. Me and my black friends can go to the cabins for the weekend because I'm sure that's not a thing that black people really did beforehand. Right. Me and my black friends can go to the cabins and have a good ass black ass time in the mm-hmm. cabins in your white space. We can go whitewater rafting because when I went, I went with my black friends. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. So. Yeah those are things that i appreciate about them because it's like y'all try them shits first as long as a thousand of y'all doing y'all don't die then i might try it you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so i love this conversation and we can go all night mm-hmm. because yeah. we definitely have some like we could some very heightened opinions and i love it <laughs> um but this will definitely be like part two three oh four my five gosh. we'll talk about this a bunch <laughs> all yeah. the parts are gonna come out for real mm-hmm. um but i wanted to leave you guys with something and you guys can definitely join in on these and kind of tell me what your thoughts are too mm-hmm. but um we talked about how sometimes we're judged about the intangibles and sometimes when we go into our reviews it's we're being critiqued on things that are not a part of our job description it's more like you know we just felt like your hair was unkempt. They may mm-hmm. not say that, but it's going to be, it, there's going to yeah. be things that you're judged on that, you know, people really and truly, it's not, it doesn't matter because your job right. is still good. Right. Um, but I think in that moment, to me, I still think you should be your authentic self. Yeah. I think that you shouldn't have to change who you are for anyone. And Definitely. You, you like, know, mm-hmm. I feel like if you're judging me on my technical field, yeah, I'm going to take it and improve on it. But if it's like little basic picky stuff, like I'm just going to take it with a grain of salt. Say, okay, thank you for your feedback. Mm hmm. Keep, keep it moving yeah mm-hmm. 
Another thing is that um, about dimming our lights, and this kind of, I think this wraps up everything really pretty into a nice little bow, mm-hmm. because I think, like you guys said, they kind of want us to feel uncomfortable in a yeah. sense. They you want know? us to. And mm-hmm. when we walk into networking events or just a different different spaces with a lot of white faces, it's like we sometimes perceive it like, oh, we should be dimming our lights and we mm-hmm. shouldn't be here. But mm-hmm. we are the the fucking table right. where the whole house, where the, the whole food room. on the plate. Right. Lick exactly. it up. Lick it, lick it, lick it, lick it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't dim your life for anyone, guys. Go right. out there and go to that networking event or go to those different places and own that shit. You deserve to be there. Exactly. You deserve to be there. Imposter syndrome. I know it's hard to, you know, work through it, but fuck that shit. <laughs> like they said, you deserve to be there. You belong there. Right. Walk in that room with your purse first. <laughs> And then step your big toe on the right side after. (laughs) (laughs) And tiptoe in that motherfucker. Like, I have arrived, motherfucker. But you got to act like you you have arrived. You really have to be there. And the thing about it, too, that I've noticed, because not that it's a secret or anything. White people, of course, we know cultural appropriation is a thing. They appreciate culture, right? Mm -hmm. So when you go in and you're your full self and you're your full black self right your black professional self but you're yourself you're one one thousand percent you know shining bright like a diamond or whatever mm-hmm. you know they gravitate towards that and yes. they'll walk towards you and be like what's your name right where did you come from where do right. you work what do you do they're, they're intrigued you know they're very yeah. intrigued Instantly. by that so mm-hmm. if you walk in the room and you're I guess demeanor is demure, you know, mm-hmm. and you look like you don't want to be there and you look like you feel like you don't belong. People are just <laughs> going to treat you like you don't belong. Right. Or walk right past you. Mm-hmm. That's so. very true. Yes. And then also my last tip and is really not a tip, but you know, like I said, I love going to my places and seeing our faces there. <laughs> Go out and put yourself in space oh, like you probably normally you really wouldn't should. go. Like, I know yeah. that, like, there's a lot of things that make us feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But we need to go out there and experience more. Learn more. Right. Do mm-hmm. more. Just be out there more. Because we are the world. We're taking over. Like, this right. is That's who we are. True. And we can't hide our the color of our skin. So there's right. no point in hiding behind activities or anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. Because that's not a good life to live. Right. Yeah. And even if it's uncomfortable, it's a lesson. Mm-hmm. And you learn how to not. Eventually, you get a little more comfortable with it the more you do it. Exactly. So don't expect the first time to just go that well. Because <laughs> trust me, I'm still working on putting myself out out of my comfort zone. But I definitely actively did that while I was, you know, doing the job search process. Yep. I went to see a lot of, a lot. Of, I went to a lot of places with a lot of white faces. You yes. know, <laughs> I saw things. I imagine <laughs> <laughs> things I wish I didn't imagine you know what I mean but I was there and I you know I experienced it I learned a lot I'm grateful that I did it mm-hmm, but right. you know all in all I'm back with us you know yes, what I'm saying exactly. I'm in the place we in there but um we'll always come back to us right, right we'll always come back to us but I appreciated it because also those people connected me to where I am now exactly right. so, those people not they you can you like I don't want to say use them but use them as stepping stools and use them Right. as tools because you know you're networking that's the pur- exactly. purpose of networking right. networking got me my job today so you know what i'm saying hello yeah. hello yeah. and networking that- got me my job today too yeah. sis. hello so use it use, use it, it. Talk well, to you'll people. Lose it. No, it's uncomfortable <laughs> but when you put yourself out there you really don't so popping. danny yes 
thank you for coming. Thank you so show. much. We me. are so. I mean, honestly, like we said, it was a process to get her here, guys. Yeah, we was. begged. You we literally begged, begged, <laughs> begged. <laughs> and we had to work fast because as soon as she was like, mm, "I'm not sure," we we're like, "We're setting up the mic." Wait, you no, 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 go anywhere. We got you set up. No worries. No worries. She was really trying to sneak out the door. We're like, "Come back, come back here." Do you want to plug yourself in, girl? Um, it's really no point. I'm not active, so <laughs> don't follow me. Gotcha. Y'all ain't gonna really see shit. Say less, sis. Say less. We're gonna go ahead and get into this feature of the week. For this week's feature of the week, we are going to talk about a restaurant that's very cute, very vibey, and um, it's cute to go on a dinner date, honestly, but it's also very cute to go on lunch or a little lunch date in the mm-hmm. middle of the day with your girls. Shout out to my doctor babes. They know who they are. This is our spot. It is called Jinya Ramen Bar. J-I-N-Y-A Ramen Bar. And they have lots of different locations. They are literally across the nation oh wow so i definitely need to try them out <laughs> they have lots of locations in houston so we can go when we Ooh, go yay. i'm excited yeah and they have one not too far from where i'll be staying okay so great i'm excited you better pick a good location girl you know <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part about their ramen is the noodles the noodles they have these thick noodles so they're not like the thin ones that, you know, kind of, I don't want to say they feel mushy, but you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. They're a little thicker. They're really good. I think they make them themselves because all the ramen that I've had, I haven't had this type. So when you go in, you can order whatever you like. They have a full bar and they have happy hour specials as well. But I'm going to suggest a ramen option that was so freaking good. Oh my gosh. It's called the Sprouting Up Ramen. It has um pork in it, some bean sprouts, onion, half season egg some brussels sprouts in there okay and the thick noodles a few more things but it is so fucking good (laughs) y'all it's seasoned to perfection and um if you don't eat pork another option is the spicy chicken ramen that was the that was the first thing i had actually when i went and it was it was really good but if you want to step your ramen game up get that sprouting up ramen shout out to jenya we're gonna check y'all out in houston and see what y'all are talking about so that's all i have for the feature of the week you can look up the locations on um jenya's website is jenya j-i-n-y-a dash ramenbar.com you can see all their different locations nationwide and find the one nearest you and get that sprouting up ramen So with that said, make sure you guys follow us on our journey at becoming she underscore on Instagram. That's B-E-C-O-M-I-N-G-S-H-E underscore. And also on Twitter, that's becoming she underscore. We haven't been very active, but I guarantee you we're working on it. (laughs) And um, if you have any questions, have suggestions for episode topics, or if you'd like us to feature some ads if you like some ad space in one of our you know yeah episodes let us know we're here for it okay you know but email us at becoming she live at gmail.com that's b-e-c-o-m-i-n-g-s-h-e-l-i-v-e at gmail.com hope you guys enjoyed this episode I really do. Hope it didn't trigger hope you guys too did. much. <laughs> I, I mean, we gave a trigger warning. We did. We definitely we, did. We gave you fear warning. Yep. However, you know, 
all of these are things that we're clearly still working on. I'm still and, triggered. You know, <laughs> I think that um, we're still all still upset. learning mm-hmm. and things like that. But just remember that you are the light, honey. You are the light and be the light. Also, remember, <laughs> shout out to XD. What? From Jaden XD, walk into the room purse first, baby. Mm. Purse first. Yes, I love it. <laughs> well, guys, we love you. Thank you again for listening, and remember to continue to stay hydrated. XOXO, becoming she. Bye. Bye.